Flight 229, you're clear for takeoff. Just like a flight plan, you have to know where you're going and how you will get there when you plan for retirement. Let Ryan Fleming help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. You're tuned in to the Pilot's Advisor. Walter Storholt here alongside Ryan Fleming, financial advisor, Fleming Financial Group. And uh, Ryan, I'm looking at a recent news headline here, or it's not one particular one, but I guess just, uh, you know, we've talked about the 2020 election a couple of times on this show. And I'm just curious as we kind of zero in on different topics every once in a while. What's your opinion of the health insurance market and how to best address costs? Because... You know, no presidential candidate seemed to have really come up with a solution that doesn't change every couple of weeks, right? We don't have really any solid plans in that realm. This is a really scary subject because there's been so many unintended consequences of Obamacare and how much health care costs. That legislation actually drove a lot of people out of the medical space, which in turn increased, you know, costs once more. And for the pilots out there, I'm finding that a lot of these new contracts are actually passing more and more onto the employee or the individual consumer. So where we used to have some really, really great healthcare, um, it's not what it used to be. And there's a lot of out-of-pocket expenses. And I see on a lot of these, uh, like FedEx in particular has a, a Facebook page called Jet Flyers. And there's more and more people that are disgruntled and having issues with getting the medicine they need for their children or their family. And it's really unfortunate. Yeah, it's really too bad when that ends up being the case. I mean, do you think that they're are they staying away from having kind of a solid plan on purpose? Because it still feels like there's kind of just this a lot of unknowns coming out of Obamacare. And, you know, I don't know. It just seems like nobody has a great solution for this, which is kind of wild that a presidential election may come and go with an issue that was, you know, so top of mind to everybody just a couple of years ago, isn't getting maybe the attention it deserves? Well, it's really easy. The numbers don't work out and free health care for everyone is not possible. And to try to make it possible, it just doesn't work. The numbers don't work. So I think we need to, as a country, just understand that it costs money and everybody needs to pay their fair share and otherwise, I think this is going to be an issue that continues to spin out of control. And the losers are everyone. I mean, we're all going to lose if it keeps going down the path we're going. I think we need to understand that, you know, like many other issues, we need to meet in the middle and try to make it the best for the, the most people. But there is no free solution because nothing is free. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I guess maybe I'm misphrasing that it's being talked about, but it's just that these uh, the plans seem to change all the time is really the uh, the thing to underscore here. So we're just getting a lot of moving moving parts, moving decisions, shifting on the issue. One plan comes out, then another one comes out that's kind of similar, then another one's totally different. So it's it's hard to keep track of the the moving target that way. Unfortunately, the greater good is not the target anymore. It's mostly driven by control and politics, and I think until that changes to where all these issues are party issues. I think it's going to be very difficult for us to actually come to a solution for the people. 
This is the pilot's advisor, and every once in a while we have a fun segment called Did You See This?, where we kind of look for the fun, unique, and interesting things that happen in the financial world. It doesn't necessarily have to be related to the pilot side of things, and uh, sometimes it's kind of funny and wacky. This one really caught my attention, Ryan. I'm wondering if you saw this. Uh, How Identity Fraud Knows truly no boundaries. Uh, A woman named Summer Warden is a a former Air Force intelligence officer living in Kansas. She was married to astronaut Anne McLean. Now, in the middle of a year-long divorce and parenting dispute, Warden claims her former spouse accessed her bank account, get this, from space. (laughs) NASA has no comment on uh, on the incident. Could you imagine you're you're getting hacked from your you know former wife or former spouse from space from the space station? <laughs> well, and I'm sure they have uh, internet access up there, and so this becomes a cyber warfare issue. Yeah, what uh, I mean, what laws uh, reign there? I mean, I guess the space station is it you know who if that's mul- multiple countries, right? So whose property or whose land, so to speak, is that? What rules apply? Is it pirate rules, you know, out in space? <laughs> well, and all I see is year-long divorce and all the lawyers are getting paid and, you know, the churn of who's going to lose in this is everybody. I know. Um, I guess the thing I'd say about this is just for the, you know, my pilots out there, my pilot clients is, you know, these uh, identity theft, cyber warfare issues are real, real issues. And I encourage you right now, some of these we have in our contracts, certain legal companies or or like in particular one that I think a Delta American FedEx have is it's called the Hyatt Legal Plan. And one of the the newest things they have for like, I think it's like $3.99 a month is you actually have protection for identity theft issues or, you know, stuff like this where you're getting hacked. And I would actually encourage people to really look into that because if you look at a cost over the course of a year of like 30 to $40 versus what it could cost you if somebody hacks into your accounts, steals your identity. I mean, I've heard some nightmares about what it you know does to people. It might be something that, that's worth it. I think you bring up a great point, too, because especially your clientele, uh, pilots listening to this show, maybe more vulnerable than the regular population, right? I mean, you guys are traveling to unknown airports all over the world and connecting to not unknown airports, but connecting to unknown Wi-Fi networks, perhaps, as you're traveling and going all over the place. So you kind of are facing a bit more issues in the risk category there. I would absolutely agree with that. And we were dropping our credit cards off, you know, at multiple countries, multiple vendors, accessing Wi-Fi at, you know, random locations. Um, It's something that I look at very seriously, you know, the security of my internet access. And I'll just tell everybody out there that, you know, we just had the re-upping of our annual benefits um, that I think expires today, at least for FedEx pilots. And uh, one of the things that I actually bought into was the identity theft, you know, cyber warfare um, protection. I just think it's worth it. And I think it's going to continue to be a bigger and bigger issue going forward. That's a great point, Ryan. So something to remember, you know, these identity thieves, uh, hacking can happen anywhere, anytime, literally from space at this point. (laughs) And uh, just be cognizant of those things, kind of like having situational awareness on the ground. You want to have situational awareness uh, from a cyber standpoint and digital standpoint as well. And make sure you've got protections in place and are making smart choices when it comes to those kinds of things. To infinity and beyond. 
Opening up another great question here on the mailbag on the Pilot's Advisor. Today's question comes to us from Beth. Beth says, my IRA seems like it's bouncing up and down every single day, Ryan, and the roller coaster drives make me crazy. Does that mean that it's time to get out of the market and invest in a different way? Absolutely not. The volatility, the up and down of the market is just the reality of how it works. And this is why I encourage people to not watch their IRA or their balance every day because it will drive you crazy. That's my job. And many times it's me counseling a investor about winning long term and not looking at it from a year to year perspective. Because when you do that, you start making choices or asking questions like this that can only hurt you. I'm dealing with this with a client recently where he's looking at, okay, over the course of the last year, this particular portfolio hasn't made a lot of money, maybe 3%. And then he'll look at another portfolio and say, well, year to date, it's up 16%. Well, that's just because you lost 20% at the end of last quarter. So you got to really analyze the questions you're, you're asking. It's not healthy for somebody to be accessing their account every single day and looking at the account balance and how much it's changed, especially as you get closer to retirement or when you're in retirement, because hopefully you have a much larger balance at that point in time. So on any given day with the volatility of our market, if it's down 1% or 2%, that might be $15,000 or $30,000 you know, fluctuation each day. And that doesn't mean you lost the money. It just means that, you know, leverage-wise, what the market's doing, yeah, it's retracting a little bit. And the same goes true when, when you get those gains. It goes up that much. But if you're watching it every single day, you're just hurting yourself. It can be really hard. I remember, Ryan, when I was, you know, 16, started investing in the market. For uh, high school graduation, I got a uh, Roth IRA as my present for my grandmother, very financially wise woman. And uh, so, you know, but it was funny in those early days having balances in in the Roth IRA of $1,000, $5,000, even, you know, up to $10,000. You know, the daily swings were, you know, $10, uh, $50 on a really wild swing day, you know. So, and, but even then you were just like, oh, my gosh, that's a – that's a lot of money in one day to just boom, it's gone. And then, oh, now it's up and now it's gone again. And you kind of ride those emotions even as a as sort of a youngster looking at those things. And now as those balances have grown over time, as you get older and older, now I look at some of those swings and you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> how, is, how does anybody take this now multiplying this, you know, another 30 years of growth and in savings into these accounts? What must their swings look like on a daily basis? I can see why so many people start to get really freaked out on a rough day in the market and you, you go peek at those account balances and see, you know, that, that red number with the negative next to it or in the parentheses and see how much you're down. It, it, that's a tough thing for a lot of people emotionally to get okay with, right? I mean, it's, that's not something overnight that you can just be like, I can handle this. I'm, I'm emotionally ready for that. And some people never get there. Well, and it's, and it's very, very difficult, but this is what we deal with, with investor emotions. And with investing, you really have to take the emotions out of it completely. And Unfortunately, when you see that red number or their emotion is there, people want to make changes and that is the worst time to make a change because if you make a change when it's down, you've basically accepted the loss and you've kind of cut off your head and you'll never recover. And looking at it in the other direction, when a certain asset class or the market's up, people want to actually buy more of what's gone up and that's the exact opposite of what you should do. You should be buying what's cheap. But the investor and the human mind 
we like, you know, we like pleasure and we want to stay away from pain. So it kind of drives you to do the exact opposite of what you should be doing in investing. I'm sure you have a lot of people where they're, this is all about risk tolerance, right? So their opinion on this exact subject, how much they can tolerate from the ups and downs, does that really play into then how you help them invest? I mean, if somebody truly is getting heart palpitations because of the ups and downs, even if financially they can take on more risk because of that emotion, do you try to you know, adjust their portfolio so that there's less risk that they have to deal with on that emotional scale? For sure. I mean, you have to invest them at their risk tolerance, even if I might think that they need to take on more risk. And from a financial perspective, they should. But if they can't handle that increased volatility, then it, that doesn't work either. So you got to find that balance. You got to find out what their risk tolerance is and invest their money accordingly. Very interesting to get that perspective. Thank you for the question, Beth. If you have questions of your own, you can always call or text Ryan directly to have those questions uh, away from the on-air, quote-unquote, of the uh, podcast. You can just talk to him one-on-one, 843-475-3038. Text or call 843-475-3038. And you can shoot him an email as well, ryan at flemingfg.com. That's ryan at flemingfg.com. Ryan, thanks for the help on today's podcast. Enjoyed the conversation, and we'll do it again soon. Sounds great, Walter. All you pilots out there, fly safe. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.